הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבתוכנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכנע אף על קידושים אשר בארץ המה. הוא יבחן לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחנו ומקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגי. נא נח נחמן נחמן אומן זה חוטם תגיד לנו כל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם נצטרט תורה ט' תראי. לשון רבנו זיכרונם לך. תאומות יחסים ומועדים צולות וכולי כמו אבן. You know the pasuk in Bereshit, we say Nazashir. Teomot Yechasim, the deeps covered them. The Egyptians, right? They, they descended into the depth. Kemo Aven, like a stone, etc. So let's see what how uh, is going to bring this, to, to start this lesson. Because the essence of one's vitality, life force, he receives from prayer. So what is Rabbanu saying here? Something incredible. That it says in Tehilim, Tefillah to Hashem is my life. David Amenach is saying that Tefillah is my life, my chiyut, chayai. It's my chiyut, it's my life force, my vitality. Vitality. And it's for this reason that one needs to pray for all, with all his strength, Rabban was saying, with all his energy. Because when one prays with all his energy and brings his energy and his strength into every single letter into the tefillah, then what happens? His, renew, his strength and his energy gets renewed within the letters of the prayer, within the tefillah itself. So the amount of energy he puts, he's going to get renewal back out of that. And his life force is going to change. It's going to be completely renewed. It says in Echa, Renewed each morning, as great as your faith. So what is the idea, etc.? So what does faith have to do with renewing each morning and this idea of renewing your, your energy? So let's see what faith has to do. Because faith is prayer, we know. It says, brought this down before. That his hands were faith. What is it? His hands were faith is actually an expression of his hands were spread out in prayer. Which means what? That tefillah and faith is one idea. And if in the mornings faith are renewed, then so too your prayer is renewed. And this is how you do it through what? This idea of praying into, with all your energy. When you pray with all your energy, then your tefillah is renewed and you... Um, receive energy through that. The more energy you put in, the more energy, your energy and your vitality and your life force is renewed. Veda, od bet, and no, no, there's 12 tribes corresponding to the 12 constellations. And each and every tribe has um, a certain version of tila, or a certain sort of meyuchedet, um, Nusra uh, meyuchad, a certain sort of ver, uh, version or method of prayer. And um, each and every tribe has a certain gate, a unique gate that their prayer enters through. So each tribe has their own nusach, their own method of prayer, and then each method, um, each of their, uh, each tribe has their tefillah that goes through their their own gate. And each tribe awakens with his prayer the strength of his mazal, which means his constellation, of the 12 constellations, right? So he awakens his constellation that's in charge of that tribe. And then that constellation illuminates down below and makes grow all the vegetation or whatever is needed down here that that, um, that constellation is in charge of. Meaning whenever you pray with your tefillah and you're, let's say, for example, from Shebet Dan, then you, um, you arouse the, 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 um, the mazal, the constellation of Shebet Dan, which then makes grow whatever it's in charge of. 
וזה פירוש, and this is an explanation what it says in במדבר, דרך כוכב מיעקב, a star went forth from יעקב, וקם שבט מישראל, and a shevet, a tribe arose from ישראל, וקם, what did it mean whenever arose, when it says arose a shevet from ישראל, וקם זה מבחינת עמידה, וקם, arose, this is an aspect of עמידה, of standing, בכנת תפילה, what's standing, it's an aspect of prayer, עמידה, we know the עמידה זה סלם תפילה, זה תפילה, כשבט ישראל עומד להתפלל, whenever a, a tribe from ישראל, it stands up to pray, person from a certain tribe stands up, through this he awakens his tribe, his kochav, his star, and this star, then, um, it leads and it strikes, um, whatever is, um, all those things that it's in charge of basically, that it should grow, there is not one single grass, one blade of grass down below that doesn't have a star and an angel up above that strikes it and tells it to grow. Meaning every single thing in this world has in it, has above it something in charge of it. So we see here that when it's a person, with a person's prayer, he goes through that certain type of gate, that gate, that tefillah then goes up to the, this sort of kochav, uh, it awakens his mazal. Um, to then make, um, do whatever it needs to do down in this world, like make the grasses grow. So now we're going to bring in another Gemara. Rabbeinu is going to tie into it. It's in the Gemara in two places in Sotan and Pesachim that hard is it for a person to earn his livelihood as it is for God to split the sea and the same it is for a person to find a soulmate as it is for God to split the sea. So what is this correlation between the two? Finding your soulmate and earning a panasa. Earning a livelihood. So Rabbeinu is going to tie them together. The Yamsuf was torn tore up apart into 12 different um, channels, right? Whenever God split the sea, He split into 12 different channels for each and every tribe. According to each tribe. So we see here the aspect of the 12. The 12 tribes correspond to the 12 channels within the Yamsuf. But what does Tfilah and Mezonotav come, uh, come into play? We see, where does um, prayer and livelihood come into play? We know in the Tikkun Zohar, that the Bnei Israel with their tefillah, they cause the unification between Hakadosh Baruch Hu and His divine presence, God and His divine presence. It says, "Solu the unification between the male aspect and the female aspect of Hashem. Obviously, God is one, but this idea of the midot, the, the traits, the character traits coming together, the midot, the emotions coming together, uh, it's the idea of the chokhmah bina, all this stuff. Uh, if one is familiar with the Kabbalistic stuff of it, the tefillah, then one um, should know this more. As it says. In Tehilim, Solu praise or pray to the one who rides the highest heavens. It's obviously a reference to Hashem, but let's see what the Zohar says. When it says the one who rides, this is a reference to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. When it says the highest heavens, this is a reference to the, uh, the divine presence. The unification between Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Shechina is made through Solu, which is the idea. Solu pray to the Rocheva Ravot, the one who rides the highest heavens. This is the we talked about, and solu, it comes through, this unification comes through solu, which is this aspect of prayer. So we see that tefillah is able to cause the zivug. So we see that tefillah is zivug. Hard is it to split one's, um, split the, the sea, as it is to earn one's zivug. This makes sense, because the sea, we know, are the 12, the 12 uh, nusraot, which are the, uh, the sea was split into 12 channels, and the 12 channels corresponded to 12 tribes, which we said, each tribe has its own version of prayer. 
as we just mentioned. So obviously the C spin into 12 is an aspect of prayer, and Zivugo, and hard is it to earn one livelihood, uh, one's uh, soulmate, and then it's a to see the Zivug we see here is an aspect of prayer, so that through prayer one is able to cause the unification of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Shekhinah. Because we know in the Shekhinah, it encompasses all the colors. Because we know the Shekhinah has no light of its own, it, it takes in all of the Sefirot above it. And according to the um, unification that one causes with his prayer, he also causes the zivug. He, he also merits his zivug down here. Meaning according to how much zivug, unification, he's able to cause up there between the HaKadosh Baruch and the Shekhinah, that he does through his prayer, so too he merits his zivug. We know prayer is 12 versions. This is why zivug, unification, or finding one soulmate, is like... Um, spinning the sea, which was split into 12 different pathways. So we see here this, you know, this connection. We also see this aspect of Panasai coming into play because Am Yisrael, they bring sustenance and livelihood to their Father in Heaven through their prayers. He made it stand as a statute for Yaakov. And what is a statute? When it says statute is an expression of Mezona Panasa. And what is Amida standing? A reference of prayer. So we see, he made it stand for Yaakov as a statute. We'll explain Yaakov a little bit later. Made it stand. We know Amidas Tfilah. We just said And Chok is the language of Mezona, sustenance. We see that prayer, Amida, and Chok, which is sustenance. We see that prayer, the prayer of Yaakov is able to bring sustenance to Hashem. This is an explanation of what it says in Tehillim. So we see this aspect of Panasa and Tfilah. We see this aspect of Zivug and Tfilah. And this idea of the 12 versions of prayer, which are the 12 channels of the Yamsuf. This is an explanation of what it says in Tehillim. They kept his Edotav, his testimonies. And, um, and Hashem gave his nation um, a Chok, a statute. Edut, so what it says, Edotav, his testimony, Edut, testimony, Zetfilah, this is prayer. Kemosh Ketuv, as it says, Shifte, what did it say? Shifte Ya Edut, Edot Lachem Hashem. Shifte Ya Edut, the tribes of Hashem are testimonies. Edut, Edot Lachem Hashem, to praise the name of God. So what does this mean? This idea of Edut is Tfilah. We see here, um, right now, so how do we know Edut is Tfilah? Because the Chachamim say in Shuot, in Edut there's no testimony except through standing. When a person comes to testify in Bedin, he has to stand. But what do we say standing? Standing is prayer. That we are basically testifying and standing upon His oneness. When it says we are testifying upon God's oneness, His unity, it's this idea of. Uh, standing, it's tefillah. The tefillah is basically a testimony for Hashem's one, um, unity, His oneness, that God is one. So we see here, the edut is an aspect of amidah, and amidah we know is tefillah. So this is the idea of shifte ka edut, leodot Hashem Hashem. We say edut leodot, this idea that all edut is tefillah. Shameru um, edotav, they kept his edotav, meaning the tefillah, the chok. And what do we say with the chok? It's a leshona dimzonahu. Um, it's this language of mezona, of sustenance. We see here that prayer brings sustenance. So now we, we took care of zivu, we took care of sustenance. 
Um, so let's see how does the Rabbanu does this. He, he, has, uh, he continues. And according to how much one sustains his father in heaven with his prayer, how much one brings panasa to Hashem, so too Hashem gives him his panasa. So commensurate with how much you bring to him, Hashem gives to you. But then, this is what it says, Difficult is it, is it for one to earn one's livelihood, as it is, to spit the, for God to spit the seed. What does it mean? How does this connect? Meaning the the mezonot, the, the panasa a person receives is divided into twelve shvinim, twelve pathways, according to the twelve prayers of the Shvatim. Rabbanu said one needs a great merit. It takes a great merit to be able to be able that your prayer enters through the proper gate according to your Shevet. <clears throat> basically to ascend your prayer through the gate that is applicable to where you come from so what is Abba Binyamin in the Gemara it says in the Gemara Barachot the Abba Binyamin the Tzadik said all my days I was worried over two things I, would, I made sure over two things that my prayer it should always be close to my bed. That I should always pray close to my bed. So Rabbeinu says, mitati. We bring the Gemara, it says, mitati, my bed. So Rabbeinu says, look above. That person should pray, Der sha'ar It's a play on the words, mita is mate, tribe. You know in the Torah, mate is, is the word tribe. That a person should pray by his tribe. Meaning, Abba Binyamin was basically saying and hinting to that he should pray by his um, tribe. That his tefillah should ascend by his proper, um, um, the proper gate that corresponds to the certain tribe that he's from, because we know there's twelve tribes, and each tribe has a certain gate, a unique gate. And he was praying that basically his tefillah shouldn't be distant from his gate, shouldn't be far away from his gate, should always go through his mate, through his tribe. This is an aspect of mita. So we explain here this aspect of prayer within this. But well, what does it mean, mita? Mita ber ki mita lashon zivug. Mita is an expression of unital marital relations. Kimahamara samuch, as it brought down in uh, the Gemara, continues. Um, the Abba Benjamin prayed over two things. We see this idea of zivug here. Mita is is zivug. Now Abba Benjamin said he, he was troubled over two things. He made sure over two things. The first one was they should always pray by his bed. So what's the second? Amitatishet netuna, and the ending is. That his bed should always be placed between north and south, facing north and south. And we see here this aspect of bed is an aspect of zivug. So let's see also how Benu ties this together with parnasah. Mate is also parnasah. How do we know this? Because it's in the pasuk in Vayikra. When I break your staff, when I break when I break for you your staff of bread. What does it mean? Staff of bread. Mate lechem. We see here that mate is an aspect of lechem. Mate lechem, staff of bread. It's actually the union of the tribes here. Mate, shvatim, your matot, your tribe. Lechem is the aspect of parnasa that your tefillah basically should bring sustenance to your father in heaven. Because the 12 tribes, which are the 12 aspects of prayer, that when a person prays from one of the 12 tribes, when his prayer ascends through the right gate and everything, he is able to cause unification. Of Hakadosh Baruch Hu and he's able to bring Panasat to his Father in Heaven. 
This is the correlation between hard is it for one to find a soulmate and hard is it for one to, to earn his livelihood as it is with the sea. This is the connection between the two. Gamit Parel al Shifto, he also prayed upon his Shevet, that they should merit two, uh, two tables. And what are these two tables? Let's see here. This is what it said when the Gemara Abba Minyamin said that. Um, that my bed should be placed between north and south. My bed should be placed between north and south. So Rabbeinu is going to bring down another Gemara. One who wants to be wise, face south. One who wants to be uh, wealthy, face north. These are the two tables. The tables of wealth and the table of, the table of wealth and the table of wisdom. The wisdom represents the south. Wealth represents the north. These are the two tables. That uh, they should, that Abba bin Yamin basically wanted to merit, that his bed should be placed between north and south. He wanted his um, to merit the sinyan of wealth and um, wealth and wisdom. We see here lots of stuff here, lots of awesome ideas that Abba was tying together. Um, <clears throat> so these are the two shulchanot. And what is this aspect of Yaakov? What is this aspect of Yaakov? So we said that has the standing, the chok is the statute, all the stuff, parnasa, and the tfila, and zivug, and all the stuff that we're mentioning. What did Yaakov come to come into it? Yaakov encompasses all the 12 tribes. He knew each and every tribe in the truth. This is what I said about Yaakov when he was passing away. Yaakov gathered his legs upon... On, Unto the bed. He gathered his legs into the bed. Meaning it's an expression of passing away. And what is legs? Feet is an aspect of prayer. Righteousness will go before you. This aspect of going, righteous, uh, going, going, this aspect of walking before you. It's an aspect of tefila. Uh, and it says, look in the Gemara Barachot. Yaakov gathered all the tefillot of every single person to its root, through its proper gate. He also had the power in his, uh, he also had the power vested in his hands to be able to give a portion from all the portions of the world to Yosef, the divisions of the world to Yosef. The world is divided into three, we're going to see here. It says, how do we know that Yosef got an extra portion? Abednego brings the pasuk that Yaakov told Yosef, and I have given you a, a portion, one portion above your brothers, over your brothers, an extra portion. Because through his prayer, Yaakov's prayer, he's able to bring an influx of life force, vitality to all the three divisions of the world. The three parts of the world. What are the three parts? One, the lowly world, which is this world. The world of the Stars, that's the second, and the third world above is the world of the angels. These are the three worlds. Yaakov was able to bring vitality to each and every one of these olamot, all of these three divisions of the world, my bad, the three parts of, this, of the world, um, through his tefillah. And he was able to bring each and every tefillah to its proper source. And in doing that, he was able to bring this shefa, this chayut. And this is how we're tying it back full circle, that when a person prays with all his chayut, he's able to bring energy. He's able to renew his energy. He's able to renew his strength, his energy, his vitality. And this was Yaakov doing when he knew how to pray. Because he knew how to pray. So what is, it says, I've given you a portion 
What's Shechem? Is this Shechem? This is Shechem. Shafal Kochav Malach. It's an acronym for the words Shafal, which is the lowly world. We talked about the three divisions. Kochav, stars, Malach, angels. Because all of this, Yaakov merited through his prayer. He merited this through his tefillah. And it says, Asher lakachti miyad, etc. Bechachbi uvkashti, bitzilati uvkashati. And what did Rashi say? When it says about Yaakov, Yaakov, he took with his hand, his, Asher lakachti miyad, uh, Yaakov was able to take through the sword and through the bow. What did Rashi say? The sword and bow, it's a reference to prayer and request. Tfilati uvkashti, uvkashati. Yaakov, through his prayer, was able to bring sustenance and to do, accomplish all these things um, that we are talking about here, to bring lots of chayyut to the world. When a person comes to pray, what happens? About now setting this up, we understand the importance of prayer now and how prayer is able to unify bring all this stuff down here and up there also for you whenever you need it, whatever it is. But what? Prayer, obviously, because it's accomplishing so much, is going to be a great, great obstacle to pray. So when a person stands up to pray, what happens? Foreign thoughts, evil thoughts, and evil forces come and surround him. And this person now has remained in darkness. And now he's not able to pray because the Yetzirah is surrounding him. As it says, What happened? You covered yourself with a cloud, it says in Echa. This tragic sort of saying. This tragic thing, this tragic vision that, Echaz, that in Echaz it's describing. That Hashem, you covered yourself with a cloud from allowing any tefillah to pass through. So this cloud is blocking any tefillah from going through. It's like this idea that the Yetzirah doesn't allow a person to pray properly. It's this cloud. It said about in Tehilim that the Reshaim go round and the ending of the Pasuk is Kerum Zulut Adam. The exalted is disgraced or degraded by, by human being. So what does it mean the Rashaim go around Rashaim? These wicked people, the evil forces, they surround this person. This person who's doing what? Kerum Zulut. The exalted is degraded. What does it mean the exalted is degraded? Look at the Tehilim there, you see awesome things. Tehilim you'd bet. Tehilim number 12. This person who is engaged in tefillah, which stands at the summit of the entire world, the ex- it's the ex- most exalted kerum. It's berumosh el olam. It stands at the exalted, the it's at the most exalted place in the world. It's at the highest place. It's the highest place. It's tefillah. When a person is engaged within this rumosh el olam, within the summit of the world, which is prayer, what happens? All the reshaim they go round and round about him. They try to prevent him from praying properly. Bida and no. Abenu says, Just as a person, we're going to see here, that a person has many ways or openings to get out from that darkness. This darkness that the Yetzirah is trying to not make you pray. When a person is in this darkness that you cannot pray, the Yetzirah, um, is now saying that there's ways to get out. One who comes to... Um, make himself impure, they open up the gates for him, basically, they allow him to do it, they help him. One who wants to make himself impure, you will be helped to be impure. You will be helped to sin. You want to go sin, you will, you will be helped. And what did it say in the Tosfot and Shabbat and stuff like that? Um, Tosfot and Shabbat, in the Gemara Shabbat, he says there, he has many openings. Meaning, there's many different ways to go down there. 
many different ways to fall into sin. Nimtza, we find Shiesh Ptachim, Rabbeinu, obviously, is going to bring the tikkun, the reparation, which is what? Not that there's many ways to go down into sin, but that because there's many ways to go down into sin, there must be many ways to get out of that darkness. But the problem is, the person is blind, he doesn't know how to find the exit. But no, that through truth, one merits to find the opening. <coughs> truth is the way out. Now we're going to prove this. The essence of light, the essence of illuminating light, strong light, is Hashem. Hashem is light. Hashem Hashem, you're my light, you're my salvation. Meaning Hashem is Or. So we see Hashem is Or. But through falsehood, when one lies, he removes Hashem. Don't say God's name in vain. Because through falsehood, vanity, shav, which is sheker, one removes Hashem. It says in Tehidim 101 that the one who speaks falsehood cannot dwell before Hashem's eyes. The one who speaks falsehood cannot dwell before my eyes, Hashem says. So what do we see here? When you speak falsehood, you remove Hashem. But what did he say Hashem is? Hashem, oh, he's my light. So if Hashem is light, and whenever you speak falsely, that you remove Hashem who's light, then what's the opposite when you speak truth, what happens? Through truth, Hashem dwells with you. Hashem, Hashem is close to all those who call out to Him. All those who call out to Him, but emet. <coughs> in truth. Hashem is now dwelling with Him. He then illuminates Him how to leave this darkness. What is this darkness that prevents this person from praying? Hashem is my light. Hashem is the light that brings you out. And how do you bring Hashem next to you? Emet, being honest. Never lying. With you, with yourself, with others, with Hashem, in every single aspect. This is what it says. This is an explanation. Now Rabbeinu is going to go on to explain all the elements of the Teva, the Ark of Noah, and how all of this is a reference to what we're talking about. Hashem tells Noah, make a Tzohar, a light for the Ark. What did Rashi say upon this? What does it mean, a light? Some will say this is a reference to a window, and some say this is a reference to an event of a precious stone. So now Rabbi is going to explain how this is actually not an argument between the two. We'll see how they're both one inyan. The difference between a chalon and a window and a good stone, it's not because a window doesn't have light of its own. It's only through the window that light enters. Meaning, the window is um, it's a way to bring in the light. It's a channel. But it's not the light itself. But when there's no light, it doesn't illuminate, obviously. But a precious stone. Even when there's no light from the outside, it has a light of its own. It illuminates on its own. It has this sort of light that comes and radiates off of it without needing any other light. Now Rabbeinu is going to explain the difference. The same is true of people. That sometimes there's a person whose words are like a chalon, like a window, they have no strength to illuminate themselves. Um, they have no strength themselves to illuminate, to bring light. They can't get out of that darkness through their own words. Why? We're going to see later. It's all a reference to Emet. We're going to see.
<clears throat> so sometimes a person's words are like a window because he has no strength on its own through his own words to be able to bring him out of his darkness. Out of his own darkness. Yes, and the, this is the, what Rashi says, there's some say that it's a window, right? That their words are made like a window. Why? That they have no light of its own. But on the opposite spectrum, there's a person whose words are like an eventov, are like a precious stone, and they illuminate on their own. So what's the difference? No. says, all the difference has to do with the greatness of truth in your words. The more truthful you are, the more your words are like an eventov. The less truthful you are, the more your words are like a window. So the less light you're able to bring down and the less you are able to see and not get out of the darkness, unfortunately. Because the essence of light is God, and God is the essence of truth. Rabbeinu says, the main desire of Hashem is only for one thing, it's emet, honesty, truth. He wants this more than anything. anything. So we continue with the explanation of the, um, the, the teva. We continue. We talk about this in Yan of Truth. And to a cubit up above the ark, you should finish it. What does it mean to finish it? Finish the ark, a cubit up, up from above. What does that mean? To finish it comes from the word vatechal, meaning to long. The soul of David long, it expired. It's prayer. So we see the word ama, ama to a cubit. When it says ama cubit in this description of building the ark, ama is a play on the words. It's an acronym for something. There's the hey, which is the gematria of numerical value of five. So hey is the five motaot, the five articulators, which is thought, palate, tongue, teeth, and lips. Whenever you pronounce a letter in the alphabet, there's different ways to pronounce. You use your throat for some letters, your palate for another one, your tongue for some, your teeth and lips. So for example, ayin is for the throat. The gimel uses the palate. The tongue uses the, the, the dalet uses the letter tongue. Uh, my bad. The letter dalet uses the tongue. Um, the letter that uses teeth is samech, for example. There's more obviously for each one. And bet is an example for a letter that, use, uh, a letter that uses the lips. So you see the five articulators in speech. And what is speech? Speech is a combination of fire and water. And what is esh? Esh is the letter Aleph. Starts with the letter Aleph and Maim starts with the letter Mem. So you see Aleph, Esh, Maim, Mem, He is the Chamesh Motzaot, the five Motzaot. You have Amma, a cubit. So when it's saying finish it up, finish, finish the ark to a cubit, meaning what's a cubit? It's He Motzaot, the five articulators of speech and speech in itself which is encompassed from fire and water meaning that you shall see that your world shall leave you with truth meaning don't say words that are false then Hashem will dwell with you um, desire to dwell with you um, from, Hashem above will dwell, desire to dwell with you down here and when He dwells with you He will illuminate you only whenever you leave when you emit your words with emet take the words how did Rabbeinu bring that up? Emet. Just saw the five articulators in speech. Where does Emet come into play? Ama techalena minemara. Let's see how Rabbeinu does this. Rashetivot. Take the first letters of each of those words. You get Emet. Ama techalena minemara. Meaning that your word that you should bring out, that you should speak, should be Emet. Emet. Because Hashem, through truth, 
Now Hashem will desire to dwell with you. As it says, Hashem um, is close to all those who call out in truth, right? But as we continue with the description of the ark, place the entrance of the ark at the side. Place the entrance of the ark at the side of this ark. Meaning, what is teva, the ark in this, word, in this verse? Teva is teva, the word, the word of prayer. That leaves a person be'emet. Meaning, teva is not just ark, it's word. The words of tefillah. Whenever you speak to the, when you speak these words, emet, truthfully, it creates an opening in the darkness that you are trapped in, nitzodbo, which is the plan of the words, betzida. <clears throat> On the side, same words as nitzod, trapped. And what is nitzod, trapped? It's a language of what? We're going to see it's the language of the yetzara. On the side, hanu aklipa, tzad tzad. Hatzad side. This is the evil force that traps prey. Hatzad side. How do we know this? It says, it says about Esav that he had game in his mouth. He was a hunter. This idea that he's tzad side. He traps prey. And this is Esav. He's this idea of tzad, which tzad side. He's this trapper of game. And the same play on the word tzida. It's all from the same root. <clears throat> so Rabban was saying tzida is actually the idea of shatan nitzodbo. That you should place an entrance through the words that you speak, Be'emet. The Teva, the Ark, is not the Ark, but it's the words that you speak, Be'emet, will create an opening for you that you are trapped in Nitzodbo. Rabbanu says like this, because at the beginning you were not able to pray because there was darkness surrounding you, right? But once you leave the darkness and you pray properly through the emet of the words that you said, then what happens? You rectify every single level. And obviously it's very significant because the ark was divided into three levels. The lower level, the middle level, and the upper level, which we see here, um, represents the three divisions of the world. The low world, the loneliness of this world, the world of the stars, or the celestial fields, uh, spheres, and the world of intellect. But it's impossible to pray. It says, this is the manuscript of the Chaberim that they included in here. It's impossible to pray except by means of studying Torah. Because one who's ignorant is not a Chasid, he's not a righteous one. You cannot be this Chasid whilst being ignorant and choosing not to study. One who turns his ear from listening to the words of Torah, his prayer is an abomination. The person who doesn't want to listen to Torah, his tefillah is basically nothing before Hashem. It's an abomination. A person has to study Torah. And obviously we know it's difficult, but it's the effort that counts. So we see here, this awesome tikkun that Rabbanu is explaining. The truth filah one is able to rectify all these three levels that we talked about earlier. Shechem, Shafal, Kocham, Malach. That Yaakov was able to do through his filah to bring energy to all these three levels. That a person is able to bring energy and to renew his strength within each and every level of prayer by how much energy he puts in. The last section of today. Each and every person must bind his tefillah to the tzaddik of the generation. And the tzaddik knows and has the intention of knowing each gate and how to bring each and every prayer to the gate that, it, uh, that is um, applicable to it.
Meaning, according to which shevet you are in, he brings it at tefillah and he brings it to the proper gate of your shevet. We know that the tzaddikim of the generation are called Moshe Mashiach. Each and every tzaddik is this aspect of Moshe Mashiach. Moshe obviously being the soul of the Mashiach. <coughs> and as it says, Moshe Shapir Kamat Moshe, you said well in the Gemara, they used to compliment other Tamidei Chachamim, other Tadikim, by calling them Moshe when they said something. And here we see that it's Tadik is referring to Moshe. What is Atki Aboshiro? Until Shiro come, that Moshe is a reference to Moshe, Mashiach. Um Mashiach, who Kalu Kola Tiro. So we see Moshe, Mashiach, this idea of, um, of uh, this being the Tadik of the generation. And what is Mashiach? Mashiach represents, he encompasses all the prayers, which we say, Mashiach, and this is why the Mashiach will be smell, will smell, and he will judge. He will smell and he judge. Uh, my bad, um, he will smell and he will judge. And what is this idea of smelling? which is obviously the root of smell. It says, my prayer, I restrain you, Hashem, I restrain your anger. Echeton being a restraint, to play on the word chotem. The prayer has the power of this chotem. The prayer represents this inyan of the chotem, the nose. And this is why the Mashiach is a master of prayer. Because he knows how to bring each and every um, pr- prayer to its proper gate, as we saw with Yaakov, that he was a tzaddik of his generation. You see here that um, the Mashiach will be able to smell and judge um, this aspect of Tzidah. Um, may we merit to be able to bind our feet to the tzaddikim and to properly pray with proper energy to get out of the darkness. God willing, we'll finish up the lesson um, tomorrow.